With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend. We are back behind the red-hot microphones of Fox Sports Radio for a big football palooza. Another full Sunday of NFL activity And we begin with the Sunday night game where the New England Patriots had a chance to pull off what, not a huge upset, but it would have been a mild upset on the road in Seattle. Not as big a deal because Seattle did not have the crowd on hand. But if you did not watch this game, you might have missed it. Maybe you were busy doing other things. Russell Wilson threw not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdown passes. And the Seahawks, though, it came down to the final play of the game. Cam Newton at the goal line trying to run it in from one yard out. And he was denied at the goal line. And just like that, Seattle gets the win 35-30. to So the Seahawks go to 2-0 and on the season. The Patriots are now 1-1. and But the story, 
the play call, Cam Newton one yard out on a fourth down. It wasn't even a fourth down. It was a final play. It was three seconds left. So it was the end of the game. You got one shot, one play call, and Josh McDaniels being savagely attacked, the Patriot offensive play caller, for his decision at the end of the game. Now, the hindsight heroes are out. They're up in arms here. More on that in a moment. The game played in front of a lifeless CenturyLink field. And some NFL stadiums, sporadically, there were fans at certain stadiums around the NFL. But the 12th man was neutered by health restrictions in the Pacific Northwest. It's odd how some cities, they allow fans. and other cities, they don't. Uh, but that's the way it is right now at the beginning of the 2020 season. So let's, let's cut to the chase here. The question, does Josh McDaniels deserve to be raked over the coals for that final play call for the Patriots? I'm actually going to go no on this. I'm going to defend Josh McDaniels. Now, I don't think Josh McDaniels is a great coach, but I'm going to have his back on this one. You've got Bedrock, 7-Eleven, and Mr. Softy, and we will combine all of these things together. Now, A, let's start with the the story here, which is the final play of the game. Everything else kind of is secondary to what happened at the end of the game. Or kind of it is. The, the better story in the losing locker room. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. If I felt differently, it would be better radio to come out here and point the finger at Josh McDaniels. How could you make that play call? However, that would be disingenuous. Cam Newton and New England were in position to pull off a road upset, and Josh McDaniels called. Now, let's get to a couple of plays prior to that. It was 1.42 left on the clock, and the Patriots were starting on their own 19-yard line, And Cam Newton navigated the Patriot offense all the way down the field to the Seattle one-yard line. So he set this up by making a bunch of big plays with his arm there and getting it all the way down, 74-yard drive, all the way down to the one-yard line. And that is when the second-guessers stepped into the chat. And with three seconds left out of the shotgun formation. Cam Newton takes the snap. He runs into a brick wall of Seattle defenders for a loss of one, a minus one on the play, and that was game, set, match, and the Patriots end up losers, so they are one and one, as we said. Uh, And as far as Cam Newton's performance, though, before we get to Josh McDaniels in particular, Cam Newton's performance, he gets on the Mallard Report card another A-minus. It's the same grade I gave Cam Newton for the opener against the Miami Dolphins. Now, the level of difficulty went up because Seattle's a better team than Miami. Miami's a a burning hot tire fire. But Cam Newton had 397 yards passing in this game, and he averaged nine yards per attempt. Those are elite numbers. He only had one passing touchdown, but he had two on the ground, and he averaged over four yards a carry in comparison to the rest of the running game. There was no running game. For the Patriots. Check this out, though. Cam Newton is on pace to run for almost 1,000 yards after two games and 32 touchdowns based on the first two games if you elongate that over the course of the entire season. And uh, Newton is not the reason they lost the game. He was a net positive. Now, he could have been the reason they won the game. Obviously, the 397 yards passing were great. You needed another couple of yards there at the end. But that is the third most. This is the odd thing about Cam Newton because he's won an MVP award. 
He the year he won the MVP, they lost in the Super Bowl. They being Carolina, Cam Newton's most famous play, his claim to fame. He decided to run away rather than on top of a fumble against the Broncos in that Super Bowl. But you look at Cam Newton overall here, and 397 yards passing. That is the third most of Cam Newton's career and his most since his rookie year in 2011. That that is a stunning. Stunning. I mean, you think at somewhere along the way he had to have a couple of 400-yard games in there, but no. And so all the obstacles and all that with the Patriots shorthanded because of the problems on defense, the, the tragedy of their star pass-catching running back, James White, out uh, because of uh, an accident. His father passed away. His mom in, in bad condition in Florida as well. And the Patriots had an opportunity to win this game at the end. And if you look at the New England running game, Sands Cam Newton, everyone not named Cam Newton that ran the ball collectively, 14 times for 1.4 yards per carry. That is anybody not named Cam Newton. Now, as far as Josh McDaniels, let's get back to Josh McDaniels here. It would be better to destroy him, as we have discussed in previous uh, situations like this, where a play call decides the game. But on, on this one, I agreed with the play call. All right, there's an old quote that in football parlance goes to Daryl Royal, the old coach at Texas. He said, you dance with the one that brung you. And that play, that particular play at the end, that is the bedrock of the New England short yardage game. It's not handed off to a running back. It's Cam Newton do something, make something happen. The Patriots ran four plays from the one-yard line in that game on Sunday night against Seattle. They scored touchdowns on three of them. You would rather go down with Cam Newton running than Cam Newton throwing, even though he had 397 yards. Now, if you're going to nitpick, and I don't have a problem with nitpicking, I've never had a problem with nitpicking, Cam Newton took a rather odd route or route on that particular play at the goal line. He stutter-stepped and then had a premature pirouette as he attempted to make it to the end zone from about the four-yard line. He jumped, it appeared, from the four-yard line, which was a little bit too soon. That play was DOA. Seattle had five defenders closing in on Cam Newton. Now, part B of this, on the other side of the equation, and we'll get back to the Patriots, but Russell Wilson has been the 7-11 of quarterbacks so far. He has... We feasted on the Falcons, which is what you're supposed to do. The Patriots' reputation, better defensively with all, all the players out, not quite as good, but a record-breaking start. Russell Wilson has seven touchdown passes and 11 incompletions this season. He is 7-11. He's making, he's making slurpees for everybody at the quarterback position. He's slurping up the opposition is what he's doing. Now, Russell dropped several long passes into the breadbasket of his receiver. He, he had five touchdown passes to five different Seattle receivers. Spread it around. It's like a sprinkler spreading water all over the lawn. And it was a clinic on the deep passing game. And somewhere in another dimension, the ghost of Al Davis is smiling. That's the vertical passing game right there. That's the vertical passing game. Russell Wilson averaged over 10 yards per pass attempt. And he had big plays. DK Metcalf, a 54-yard catch uh, on one of them. Uh, David Moore, 
38 yards. There's a, a bunch of no-name guys, too, on Seattle. It's just, DK Metcalf supposed to be a good young player, but David Moore coming out of nowhere and uh, several other guys you've never heard of for Seattle. But it was really the, de- the defense for Seattle. That final play came down to that. Able to clog up the running lane and stop Cam Newton dead in his tracks from getting ahead of steam and going towards the goal line. Now, the last word here. So Bill Belichick said that the Patriots took a big step just in terms of the competition and the way we battled. That was one of his quotes after the game, and I couldn't find audio on this one, but it, it, I, I want to focus in on that for a second because Belichick, I don't know the tone. I think the tone would be, because that's how Belichick normally goes, but saying the Patriots took a big step in terms of the competition and the way we battled, to me that implies that you gain something confidence-wise. And that's odd. Bill Belichick has never been a moral victory kind of guy, so that would be an abnormal quote from Belichick. So it makes you wonder if that is an accurate portrayal. He was asked about the one of the receivers for the Patriots, and he said in general, he talked in general terms about the team taking a big step just in terms of the competition, the way we battle. That's a quote that has been passed down from the Patriot media. So has Bill Belichick suddenly become a Mr. Softy when talking about his team losing a heartbreak hotel type of situation? I mean, man, geez, I'm going to the Pacific Northwest. You're going to the Pacific Northwest. No fans there. You don't get a feather in your cap for losing. Now, I'm going to agree that this was a measuring stick type of situation. You didn't pass the test. You came close, but you didn't pass the test. It's like you had to get 13 answers right. You only got 12 right, so you didn't pass the test. Almost, last I checked, does not count. There's no taking a big step when you end up getting the defeat. And the Patriots didn't even cover the spread, so gamblers like myself who had the Patriots plus three and a half did not end up coming out victorious. The Patriots were losing by five at the time Cam Newton made that play. So New England will get the Raiders Next week in Foxborough, the Raiders still haven't even played their game this weekend. They play the Monday night game against New Orleans as they open up the new Taj Mahal in Lost Wages, Nevada, in front of no fans, but they will have a football game there. And so the Patriots will get their opportunity to go against Derek Carr and see what they can do against Derek Carr. Uh, Now here is uh, Cam Newton here. Here's Cam Newton who points out on that final play, that fateful final play, when he decided to zig when he should have zagged, uh, Cam Newton points out he had another possibility there that he could have done. Yeah, it was was a great play by them. Uh, That's a play we had favored in the game plan. We ran it a couple times and figured, you know, I think we probably went to the well too many times, but at the end of the day, Seth felt confident about it. Uh, we just got to execute, and I could have bounced it, you know, looking at the clip. I just got to be better. Just got to be better here at the end. And, um, you know, we, we put ourselves in a position to win. And, you know, when you when you do that, you just got to you gotta finish, and we didn't do that today. There you go. All right, so he was rambling on there. Could have bounced it is the key part of that quote. He could have bounced it to the outside. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. 
No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
So we begin with a stunner. A I can't believe what just happened situation. We go to Texas. It was the early television window where Dakota Prescott threw for 450 yards, had four touchdowns, three of them on the ground. The Cowboys rally all the way back down 20 points at one point, down 19 points at halftime. And Greg Zerline makes a field goal late. And just like that, the Cowboys stun the Atlanta Falcons 40-39. to The final, one of the historic comebacks in the regular season in NFL history. Zeke Elliott adding 89 yards. He had 122 total yards and a touchdown. And Dallas avoids the 0-2 start with a trip to Seattle on tap next weekend. Mike McCarthy, for now, can exhale as the Heat that was going to be on his backside, has been shifted to the other locker room. And this is a classical example of the better story being in the losing locker room. The word here, upheaval. Upheaval for Atlanta after their latest football catastrophe, blowing big leads. This is what that team does under their head coach. That has been the consistent with Dan Quinn and many Pundits, national pundits, have decided that Ixnay on the coach. We got to get rid of Dan Quinn, that he must be removed as coach. So I want to address that. The question, as we discuss, should Dan Quinn be fired by the Falcons? And the answer to that uh, is a fire hot. Yes, uh, absolutely. Now, I've got Mr. Freeze, Blue Moon, and Home Depot. And we will combine all of these things together. Now, number one. Number one. If ever a game is worthy of costing a coach a gig, this would be it. Now, it's not just this game. It's the full body of work leading up to this game. You can't dismiss the entire resume of Dan Quinn, but you have to add this on top of the pile. Right? You're stacking. It's like stacking plates. And let me give you a thumbnail recap as to why. All right, thumbnail recap as to why. The Falcons were given a 20 to nothing lead. They were spotted 20 points by Dallas, courtesy of the generosity of the Cowboys. Three fumbles and a turnover on downs led to 20 to nothing in favor of Atlanta. Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott both decided the kind of candy bar they like is the Butterfinger. And they both had the butterfingers there. And each of those fumbles led to touchdowns for the Falcons. This was an act of charity. The, the Cowboys like, we don't want the game. We're going to give the game to Atlanta. And it was 20 to nothing. At halftime, it was 29 to 10. So you got a 19-point lead. And sure enough, Atlanta puked up the entire advantage that they had for a historic outcome. This was the 286th time in NFL history that a team had scored 39 points, had no turnovers, and three takeaways. And those teams leading into Sunday were 285-0. and oh, They're now 285-1. and one. The Atlanta Falcons would be the one. Another slice of history pie for Dan Quinn, whose claim to fame is the Super Bowl 28-3. But wait, there's more. The Falcons scoring 39 points, not committing a turnover. So just those two stats, forget the takeaways, just the the 39 points, not committing a turnover, the blown onside kick, which we'll get to in a minute, not classified as a fumble. It's not a turnover 
on that particular play. But 39 points and no turnovers. You win the game 100% of the time. It's not my opinion. It's a fact. It's always been that way. It's never been different. There have been 440 previous times an NFL team scored 39 points and did not have a turnover. Those teams went 440 and 0. They had never lost before Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons showed up and said, hey, look at us. And the, the villain here is the coaching technique of Dan Quinn. Most of coaching is just reminding your players of what they already know. But the collective special teams unit, the coverage unit for the Falcons, the onside team, the hands team to recover the onside kick, to make sure it doesn't go to the team kicking off, they, had, they all acted like Mr. Freeze. So Atlanta up by 15 points with under five minutes remaining. Couple of quick Cowboy touchdowns. They cut the score down to two points. 149 left to go in the game. All Atlanta has to do is not allow the onside kick to convert for the Cowboys. This is the easiest play in football in recent years to stop the other team from converting. The onside kick. We've all seen it. The, other than that guy for the the, the the kicker for the Falcons, who's, by the way, on the team that's trying to recover the onside kick, no one else has been able to really pull it off. And so on that play, you jump on the football, you protect that at all costs. It's a nearly impossible play to make, unless you're the stumble bums from Atlanta. So Greg Zerline, the onside kick, if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. But if not, if you missed the game. So Zerline tries the onside kick, and he spins the ball. He spun, 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 spun. A lot of English, old English on the football, right? And to the amazement of everyone watching the game on television, so Zerline spins the kick, the onside kick. And how it, it's like, how many Atlanta Falcons does it take to decide whether or not to jump on the football or not? Well, apparently the answer is more than five, okay? Because the Falcons were standing around watching the, the spin of the football. Spin, 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 spin. And, and while they're doing that, rather than attacking and being aggressive, they're being passive, and C.J. Goodwin of the Cowboys pounces on the football. There were literally, hand to God, five, five Atlanta players on the kickoff recovery team that froze like Mr. Freeze and watched an onside kick by the Cowboys slowly. It was like it was like it was on replay, but it was slow re- instant replay, but it was in real time. And these guys, these five Falcons, watched as the ball, they waited for it to go 10 yards. Who does that? Who does that? Listen, the first time you're in Pop Warner football, they tell you that. The first, you're like seven or eight years old, they tell you what's going on. And none of them, they all stood around twiddling their thumbs. The Falcon, the players on the on the special teams unit, they failed to do basic football one-on-one. And that, while it's on them because they're the players, it's on the coach for not reminding his players. And, by the way, let me add, that list of the dirty five for Atlanta includes future Hall of Fame receiver Julio Jones. He is on the list. He was on the field there. He suffered a brain fart with those other four guys. They all forgot or ignored the fact when you are the receiving team, you are at a huge advantage. The ball does not have to go 10 yards. You can recover the ball prior to it going 10 yards. You simply jump on the football. They don't, there's no waiting. 
That's the that's the reason the onside kick is so hard. And the, the, give credit to the Falcons. They meet. They made it a hell of a lot easier when they decided the Falcons not to jump on the ball. So now the Cowboys, and to the credit of C.J. Goodwin there, they just wait for the ball to go 10 yards. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. And so it comes down to coaching. You have to remind your players in that situation. You can't assume your players are not idiots. You can't assume your players aren't idiots. They're not going to have a brain fart in that situation. And clearly... The, the special teams coach and also the head coach it starts at the top and works his way down, Dan Quinn, didn't do that. That's a fireable offense. That is a fireable offense. Now, the second thing here, the Falcons should change their nickname to the Swans because nobody does a better swan dive than the idiots in Atlanta. All right? I mean, what is going on? Dan Quinn has become the gold standard for the choke. He has. Uh, the Heimlich maneuver is what Dan Quinn needs in these games. His pipes have burst from the pressure more than anybody in modern coaching. Comebacks, believe it or not, are actually very rare in the NFL. I gave you some numbers to back that up. Unless you're going against Dan Quinn. His teams collapse. Uh, they collapse more. You know those, those uh, infomercials for Life Alert? That you see sometimes later on TV, that his team falls apart and collapses more than someone that's got that life alert. When you go up by twenty points, you are all but guaranteed to win if you don't turn the ball over. The chances of you blowing the lead, we gave you the numbers, right? Four hundred forty previous times a team scored thirty nine plus points, did not have a turnover. Four hundred and forty and zero. Enter Dan Quinn. Enter Dan Quinn. Right, and here we are. Right, uh, unbelievable. You go up by twenty points, you're all but guaranteed to win. Thirty-nine points, no turnovers. It happens once in a blue moon, and this is the bull blue moon. Unless Dan Dan Quinn must have made some kind of deal with with some entities there. Where he, it's like he he had completely has brain farts in these situations at the end. Now, listen, Quinn, this this loss is bad. But it doesn't reach the level of 28-3 to against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That is the all-time standard for this. But this was its own kind of masterpiece. All right, this was its like little stepbrother is what this was. Atlanta's got a rinky-dink secondary. We knew that going in. And the book on Dak Prescott, as we anticipated, Dak was going to get his numbers. I thought the Cowboys would win by a wide margin. They decided to be very charitable as we said early in the game, and give the ball up. But one thing about Dak Prescott, this guy knows how to beat up crummy defenses. And Atlanta allowed Dallas to drive for four touchdowns and a field goal on the final six possessions of the game. And Dak got his 450 yards and a partridge in a pear tree. But that only tells you part of the story, right? Now, the final point here. So the final point on this, Arthur Blank, there, I saw him. I saw Arthur Blank there. He was he was doing his thing there. I, I saw a shot of him. I think he was at the game, I, I, unless it was tape of him earlier. But Arthur Blank genuinely likes Dan Quinn. They are, like, together, Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari as bosom buddies. Right? Nice guy, Dan Quinn. You just don't want him making decisions with your football team. The Falcon players all seem to enjoy playing for this guy. But enough is enough. At some point, the grown-ups in the room have to put their foot down. 
Atlanta has allowed now 953 yards and 78 points in two games. That is biblically bad. Now, Russell Wilson's good. Dak Prescott against weak opponents is good. But those guys, 782 yards combined, the Seahawks and Cowboys scored 10 touchdowns against this Atlanta defense. So Arthur Blank should go to Home Depot, should grab one of those two-by-fours in Home Depot like an old 1980s wrestler and slap around the coaching room. Heads should roll. You get a pink slip, you get a pink slip, you get a pink slip. Everybody gets a pink slip. Enough. You're fired. The, you know, the fact that Dan Quinn made it this far is a shocker. The, he should have been fired at the end of last year. The Falcons were 1-7 in seven at the, the midway point. And then they won a bunch of games in the second. I think they went 6-2 and two the last eight games of the regular season. But I would have let him go. Who cares what happens at the line? When you're buried at one and seven, you're done. It doesn't matter what you do. I stop watching. It's like getting all excited because somebody has a big spring training in baseball or they play well the last month of the year. Do it when it matters. The Falcons didn't do it when it mattered. And yet, because of that bond, the owner, Arthur Blank, said, yeah, we'll bring him back. Dan Quinn should have been given the tarmac treatment, should have been whacked at the tarmac and said, that's it, you're out of here. We're going to have an interim coach. We're going to bring back Jerry Glanville as the coach of the Falcons. Why not? Uh, the Falcons now play host to Mitch Trubisky and the Bears next week before traveling to Green Bay the week after that. And at last check, Dan Quinn has not been fired as coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Somehow he is able to continue on blowing games at a historical pace what the heck is Arthur Blank doing? What is he expecting? What does he expect? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Coop Dalloop. So it was reported over the weekend that Mike Brown will be interviewing for the Pacers head coaching position. Ben, how does this guy keep getting chances to be a head coach? Well, he did such a great job with the Lakers, and people are lining up to hire him. Why not? No, it's this is this is simple. This is cronyism, right? Because we see this all the time. Teams such as the Pacers hire hire a friend. That hire a friend mentality is not the best candidate that gets hired. It's the candidate with the best network or who is the best known or the biggest name. This is not the biggest name. But to go from Nate McMillan to Mike Brown would be like exchanging one set of retread tires for another set of retread tires. Why? What are you doing here? And B, listen, Mike Brown, I got nothing against the guy. He's unassuming. He's modest. He's likable. He's settled into the good old boys network of coaches. And Indiana knows that he will be a professional coach. They won't win anything. He won't embarrass the franchise. But can't you do better? Can't you at least try to do better if you're the Pacers? Next. So Russell Wilson was on Dan Patrick on Friday when he said that he believes he is the best quarterback in the NFL, quote, without a doubt. Uh, now, Ben, most people probably give that title to Mahomes even after uh, Wilson's big game uh, today. Where do you rank Wilson, though? 
Well, listen, Russell Wilson is correct in terms of the word best. As you know, the term best means as good as all the others in that category. That's why we have a lot of restaurants that serve the world's best turkey sandwich or best pastrami sandwich. Because in advertising parlance, that just means you're as good as all the rest in that category. So yes, by that definition, Russell Wilson is as good as all the rest. Patrick Mahomes is the... I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. Mahomes is the top quarterback. He's head and shoulders above everyone else. And then after that, it's a grab bag. It's Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson... In any order, I don't care. And then we've got the old-timers edition with guys like Breeze and and Roethlisberger and Brady. Next! So LeBron admitted over the weekend that he was pissed off about his lack of first-place MVP votes. Uh, ben, this is the fourth time that LeBron has been second in MVP voting. Do you think he should have been first any of those times? Well, I don't care about past years. I'm worried about this year. He didn't deserve it this year. Anthony Davis was more has more of an argument for the Lakers than LeBron James. And I love these people who get all upset about, oh, Giannis choked in the plus. It's a regular season award. Who in the hell cares? How do we do, Coop? You failed this edition. That's a winner. That is a winner. You Coop's bitter. Bad judge. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. It is unscreened radio. The safety net is off. We open up the phone lines here and let the crazies in. Who needs our advice this week? Now, we're going to try something a little different here. There are 11 teams at this moment who are 0-2 in the NFL. But of those 11 teams, I believe I am correct on this, the only one, the only two actually that made the playoffs last year are the Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings. Everyone else, I believe, missed out on the playoffs. They were bad teams last year. So the Vikings and the Texans, we give advice to these teams. The Minnesota Vikings have been outscored by 26 points, which is not the worst in the NFL. The worst in the NFL, the Houston Texans at 0-2, they have been outscored by 31 points. That is the biggest point differential in the NFL. So advice to the 0-2 squads, particularly, though, the Vikings and the Texans at 877-99 on Fox. Hello, you. You are on the air. Your advice, please, to the 0-2 squads in Houston and Minnesota. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Brian Fenley's mom can't wrestle, but you should see All right. Thank you for that. Uh, moving on. <laughs> see, these, these guys get this one line, and they just got to use the same line. All right, you are next here. We're giving advice to the 0-2 squads of the NFL, but in particular, the Texans and the Vikings. Hello. You're on the air. I hear you moving around. Hello. All right, you're not Goodbye. paying attention. All right, this is off to a flying start. You're next. You're on the air, 877-99 on Fox, giving advice to the 0-2 squads. There are 11 of them, but particularly the Texans and the Vikings. Hello. Two hands, $20. Two hands, $20. All right, thank you for that. Solid football advice. Jerk yourself away. Tell you something, you turn to the late-night radio listener to help you out and really learn about the inside information you need to watch football. Hello, you are next. You're on the air. Hello. I'm Fuzzy Kamal, and Bill Belichick stinks now. Okay, thank you, Fuzzy Kamal. Yes, he's terrible because Cam Newton couldn't get one yard 
at the end for the Patriots. And so they go down in defeat. We'll keep it going. 877-99 on Fox. It is the instant advice line for the 0-2 teams. There are 11 of them at this moment, including the Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings. They were in the playoffs last year, so we're giving advice to these 0-2 teams. Hello, you're on the air. Go. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, thank you for that. You knew you said his name. Congratulations. What, what happened to the Where's My Baseball Guy? Peyton Manning's the greatest ever. All the staples of the instant advice line. Who? We got to get some new staples. I don't like the new staples that have started to show up. These interlopers. Hello, you're next. You're on the air. Go. Anthony Effin Davis. All right, thank you for that. You are next. Hello, it's football, dummy. That's a typical low-information fan. We're talking football, and that guy yells out and, and randomly says nonsense. Who cares it's a better about story. that? It's not basketball. Hello, you're on the air. Go. Hey, man, this is ghost of Jimmy Ray from Tampa Bay. Oh, Jimmy Ray, I was a big fan of your calls back in the day. How's the other side, Jimmy Ray? I'm doing good, man. I, I'm sitting here with Tom Looney celebrating the death of his game show. <laughs> Is that right? All right. I didn't see, I didn't see that. I, I haven't heard from Looney the last couple of days. I don't know what happened. Usually he harasses me on the text. All right. We'll keep it going. The ghost of Jimmy Ray checking in. Hello. You're on the air. Go. Jim Tebow. Oh, my God. Sir, that's like a that's like a twelve year old phone call. That's a, that's an old phone call. My God, bad job by you. All right, you're next. We're giving advice to the eleven zero and two teams, but particularly the Texans and the Vikings. Hello, you're on the air. Go. Hey JJ Watt, feed your team some more of them sub sandwiches and beef them up. There you go. Good advice to JJ. He'll just go flex in the weight room is what he's going to do. All right, we're going to do one more and only one more. It's the instant advice line for the 0-2 teams. There are 11 of them in the NFL, but in particular, the Texans and the Vikings. They were in the playoffs a year ago, and they're off to the 0-2 starts now. Koopa Loop, you will pick the final call on the instant advice line. Line 6. Line 6. You're on the air, Line 6. Hello. It all goes back to the social psychosexual evolution of the late 60s and early 70s. That's how the Vikings can go. There you go. It's all related to the old days. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.